0: Hi, welcome to season two of the Purpose Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Kari Hurd. I'm dubbing this season, Single Mom Truths, and we're going to be breaking the status quo and heading in a whole new direction. Join me and my extraordinary guests, some new and some returning, for open and uncensored conversations about all the things. We'll share stories and experiences that'll change your old mindset, stir your spirit, and light a fire inside. It's my mission to inspire all moms to stop surrendering to their old stories about what life should look like and start creating a life that lights them the fuck up. So if you're ready to live your life by your rules, let's go. Welcome back, you guys. Another episode here. I have got yet another amazing human. Miss Cara Ray is here hello dear how are you good thank you how are thank you me. so happy to be here i'm good i know we finally got this to work she, yeah. and i have <laughs> been trying to like swap podcast episodes forever <laughs> mom yes has, mom life has interrupted us more than once for sure that is the truth <laughs> that is the truth right so, we actually had an amazing conversation a few weeks back that aired on Kara's podcast and we wanted to sort of replicate it for you guys here all about like co-parenting and what that's like because I love that you and I bring kind of I don't want to say the opposite perspective, but Kara mm-hmm. is a stepmom. Yeah. And I'm a mom and I've been a, a stepmom figure and so just to have all of those different hats that we wear because you're also a mom to your own yes. littles and so we kind of both have all of those hats and it's just such a cool dynamic for us to be able to talk about that so um, first of all tell us a little bit about you
1: so I uh, first off thank you for having me here I'm so honored to be here and in regards to who I am so As Kari already explained a little bit here guys, I am a stepmom and I am also a mom. So I am super busy. I have four kids. <laughs> so yeah. life is life is never-ending and consistent on our end. Uh, but I am a mindset and relationship coach. And so I specifically work with moms and I help them nurture the relationship between themselves, their spouse, and their children. You know, I have the strong belief that your strongest beliefs become your reality. But I also firmly believe and know to be true through my own embodiment that you come first and that you lead the way and that there's this Positive and massive ripple effect that starts with you and that basically permeates into the life of your family. So that's a little bit about me. I also have two dogs. And I love that. I love
0: that. (laughs) Like mic drop right there. We can end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. So you asked me, and I loved this question. Mm -hmm. What's your? How did you? I don't even remember how you worded it, but like your one sort of golden rule as a mom. Oh, uh,
1: well, I believe when we talked about, we talked about that self-prioritization. And my number one rule as a mom is that I come first. And that's not selfish. There is, society has told you, you know, if you're a mom listening to this and being like, (gasps) oh, what? Um, That is society's portrayed belief that you have taken on. And you do come first. And you know, I have so many conversations with moms about how they feel like they don't have enough time or that they make all of these excuses as to why they can't. And really, it's when you start prioritizing yourself, when you start taking care of yourself and feeling really good about who you are, there's this beautiful ripple effect that happens in your relationship and the relationship with your children. And it's it almost leaves you in awe. And you look back at it and you say, wow, it really did start with me. Because you know, your spouse meets you at your level. So do your kids. And so it really does start with you. So self-prioritization
0: is like the biggest thing. I love that. I love that. And I think when we chatted last, I told you the story of the, the perfect example of that that happened in my life was you know, I started a lot of this work and working with coaches and and really digging deep on myself a little over a year ago. And um, not long after that, my oldest was just, you know, we live in Minnesota. It's cold and gray here, just like it is in Canada right now. And (laughs) she just was having one of those, it had been like a, just a gross week and she just looked depressed and I said, honey, are you okay? And she was like crying she said, "Mom, everything is gray." And I was like, "Well, yeah." And she's like, "No, I just feel gray." And I was like, "Okay, I understood the metaphor that she yeah. was going for." Um, but as she started talking, I could realize that it was so much deeper than that. And mm-hmm. with full integrity, I could ge- I gave her permission. I said, "Honey, take a day. I said, "Create your ideal day. What would that look like?" I said, "Obviously not like the beach in Bermuda or anything like that, but if you could just have your best regular day here. So she started mapping it out and doing all of that and I said, "Then why don't you do that?"
1: Yeah.
0: And she said, "I can do that." And I said, "You've watched me do that?" Mhm. And she she did. We, you know, we looked at schedules, we found a day she did it. And the day that she did it, she came home. She was home obviously before I got there. I got home from my job and she was beaming and like tears of joy. She was like, "Mom, today was so yellow." Yeah. And like she just and and I could do that because she had seen me do it, you know, and she said on so many occasions, "Mom, I'm so glad that I'm watching you do this now so that I can learn these lessons and watch you when I'm 18 instead of doing it when I'm your age." And she yeah. said, no, "You know, she was, I don't mean to say that you're old, but you know that and I was like, "Oh, like you said, it just that magic that you feel." Mm-hmm. when you've given them that gift 100% and it leaves you in awe. Yeah. Because you think back
1: sometimes at like when was that pivotal moment? Like when did things change? When did everything start to flow together? And it's not just this one thing, it's these these small events, these small encounters that start to build upon themselves that end up creating this massive like shift this massive mm-hmm. ripple effect. And then, so it's a buildup of little things over time. And it's that acknowledgement, it's the awareness, it's that self-prioritization. And it's knowing that, you know, your wants, needs, and desires come first, because as moms, we teach our children that, you know, we say to our kids, you're beautiful, you're incredible, you're amazing, you're intelligent. And we tell them all these things Yet we forget to tell them to ourselves. We yeah. tell them- kids to take care of themselves first, yet, we, yet we're not doing it for ourselves. And it's time that we actually start embodying the words that we say to our kids because they, they not only listen, like they, they don't only listen to you, but they also watch you. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you can tell them all you want to do these beautiful things and have, that they're incredible, but unless you are also embodying those things for themselves, your children will also watch you and
0: learn from that. So, Right. And I think internally, they're calling bullshit on you. Yep. You know, they're going, well, wait a minute. And then you're, by not modeling what you're saying, you're decreasing the validity of it even more, right? Because they're saying, well, she's telling me to do that, but she's not doing it. So it really must not be important. 100%. And kids,
1: you know, our kids, even I, even I would say my older kids, they are, they are so honest and so (laughs) transparent. Like they don't hold nothing back. They're ruthless. I like to call them ruthless sometimes. Where I'm like, wow.
0: You and just wait till 15, honey. Just wait till
1: 15. <laughs> oh, well, my stepson, he's he's 12 and he's going on. I yeah. swear, 20 right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, they are, they they speak from the heart and they're honest and they they. And that's something that I want them to continue to cultivate, but unless that I also embody this for myself, like, yes, my children, you know, they have their own wants, needs, desires and will and, and stuff, and they'll, they'll make their own decisions, but we do really impact our kids in Mm -hmm. many, many ways. And, you know, I believe that the way I show up for myself is also the way my kids are also going to learn how to show up for themselves. Yeah. thousand percent, thousand
0: percent. Um, well, that wasn't the direction of our podcast, but that was amazing. Uh, but so the other piece that, no, I love that. Cause it's so true. And I, I believe it wholeheartedly. And I think especially a lot of my listeners are single moms, but especially from that lens, it's like, yeah, even, you know, even doubly important just because you really are playing, you know, you're wearing all the hats you're playing yeah. mom, you're playing dad. And so, when they're watching you do that, that's what they see. And that's what they think. And that's what's building their stories for them yep. now when they're little. So 100%. Um, so co-parenting, because that's <laughs> why we're here today. Yeah, all the fun yeah. things, all the fun <laughs> things. Um, I think that one of the most important things I know that you and I have talked about is that communication piece. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of piggybacks on what you've already talked about, like nurturing those relationships with all of the stakeholders, right? I mean, yeah, you have a beautiful story about how you nurtured the relationship with your stepchildren's mom and, yeah. you know, did all of that. So what's been your experience co-parenting? Ooh. Okay.
1: Well, we're <laughs> going to get real honest in this episode. Yeah. We I love be, that. Believe that honesty and vulnerability is what yeah. actually creates growth and, you know, expansion and communication and, Um, ultimately change. So Mm -hmm. um, my, you know, my journey as a stepmom and through co-parenting has not been the prettiest journey, you guys. And it has been a journey that has left an imprint that is going to be everlasting. Um, And so, you know, go back, I would say about four years ago now to when I met my husband and, you know, they were still in the thick of their divorce and their separation and there was a lot of triggers for their mom. And now I see it now, you know, I see why she stood up for the way she did or the way she responded the way she did. Um, But there was a lot of negativity and there was a lot of belittlement. And, um, you know, if we're gonna just be very honest in this episode, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of um, encounters with, you know, police and, Um, having to deal with boundaries and things that weren't happening to the point where you know I was being um, you know she was showing up at my work um, and embarrassing me in public and belittling me in public and making me feel very small about who I am and my family and what what I was capable of doing and, you know, spreading rumors and to a point where she actually had posted information about how we had supposedly kidnapped our children. And um, we never did, which got shared virally on social media, might I add. And it's, um, it's, there was a lot of defamation of character. And, you know, when we look back now and the situations that happened there, like there was things that she did that were just completely that blew my mind. And that never seemed to be in a realm of, you know, possibility to me. Like it seemed like something that would be on a movie. Um, But there was also things I had to learn about myself. And when I look back at why she did what she did, she was in like protective mode. She Mm -hmm. went straight into like protective mama bear mode. She had no clue who I was. She was scared. She was losing her family. She was losing what mattered most to her. And she felt lost. And sometimes that brings out the ugliest things in us like let's just be mm-hmm. so honest about that and mm-hmm. you know I don't hold anything against her anymore um, but it has taken a long time because we did go through a relationship where like even in public um, I was called many names um, and it, it was very unfortunate to see and this is something that is actually very common which is unfortunate as well. Whereas, it is yeah. and I
0: I think, you know, it comes I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, she was losing all of these things and it comes from Mm -hmm. such a space of, um, you know, insecurity and you're in a space of grief and loss. And again, not to like excuse her behavior, but it's like you Mm -hmm. said, you can understand where it came from. Right. And like, I think too, you know, you're so angry like as the mom, right. I'm putting Mm -hmm. that hat on for a second. As the mom, you're so angry at the dad for everything that transpired between you and you're so hurt and confused. And like, I remember, um, the first time I knew that he had somebody new in his life, I was like, what if my kids love her more? you know, he loves her more. So what if my kids love her more? And I, you know, I don't know if he loved her more. I just, you know what I'm like, those are yeah. the stories that are going on in your head. And, and you're, it's just this fear that I've, I've lost this person who I loved so dearly at one time. And now what if I also lose my children who are of course, you know, just my entire life, like, mm-hmm. and so, like you said, you can understand where comes from but it is such a difficult relationship because you're also trying to learn new communication with your former spouse yeah right like you're learning how to communicate with him in a different level you want to you know like I've always wanted to include step parents in that because I believe at my core mm-hmm. that it takes all of us and I think you and I have said this before that we are all a family now yep all of us included. We are all a family. Um, and so it's like learning what that you new know, communication is, learning what, whose boundaries are what, and it's, it's a super difficult thing.
1: Well, and it's learning a new norm. Yeah. And you know, I do have the belief that, you know, we're not just step, you know, we're not half, we're family. And yeah. And when I say that there's no, never in, you know, my experience as being a stepmom, have I ever come into this picture saying, I'm gonna stake a claim on your mamahood. I have never <laughs> once been the person who is like, no, I'm the mom. Never. Yeah. But the thing is also is that I grew up with parents who were divorced. I grew up with a stepmom. I grew up with a stepdad. So, and from the age of five, And my parents truly led a beautiful example as to how that relationship can be cultivated and how beautiful it actually can be. And that there's, you know, you can have differences, you can have separation, but there can also be an understanding of that your children come first. And this is where the gap happens between, you know, the mother and the stepmother is that... I am not here to take her place and this was something that you know I had to have these conversations with her. We have come a long way to the point where we sit down together and we actually have beautiful conversations with another with one another where we get along where that everything that happened that I talked to you guys about in the past literally is like a realm of like did that happen? And it yeah. did. And but now we're at a point where I'm not best friends with her and I don't think we ever will be but we have this sense of respect for one another because I had to have the conversation with her because over and over and over again, she would say to me, you're you, you'll never take my place. You can never do this. I'm their mom. And I had to say to her, I'm not here to take your place. Yeah. I'm never, I've never been here to take your place. And I can't change the fact that the marriage didn't work. I can't change the fact that those things didn't work for you. But what I can say is that I'm here to love your children and I'm here to be Kara. I'm here to be me. I'm not here to be their mom. I'm here to create my own beautiful cultivated relationship with them that is separate from, from their mom. Like, I think sometimes what's forgotten is that a mother holds this dear space in a child's heart. And that can never be replaced. And there, stepmoms are not, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking from my experience because a lot of people have different experiences with mothers, with step parenting, with, you know, with stepmoms. Mm-hmm. And, and, but from my experience and from what I want to know and believe to be true is that I'm not here to take someone's place. And there's probably a lot of other stepmoms out there who just wish the mom would understand that they just want to be there. They want to be seen. They also want to be heard, but they don't want to take a place. And, but they also deserve respect. And I think this is like one of the biggest gaps in between is that for some reason, moms put out there that we have to somehow like earn their respect or stake a claim to earn that. Mm -hmm. And that somehow we have to prove ourselves and we don't at any moment. We don't, and some people don't agree with this and that's okay, but I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I don't. Ooh. And I especially don't have to prove myself to their mom because I, myself, I'm a human and I'm capable of love and nurturement and everything, but I don't expect her to prove herself. So she should never have the expectation for me
0: to prove myself. Right. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Oh yeah. I know that. I'm also a child of divorce and that was a really big deal, you know, like um, just, yeah, like you're just saying who's staking claim and, Mm -hmm. you know, well, it's our house, so it's our rules and I don't care if they're different than your rules. And it's like, why can't we just sit down and sort of create whatever the expectation is, whatever the boundary is Yeah, and, you know, have those conversations. It just, you know, I know a, a family who they do that. I think at least when they first kind of had got divorced and started remarrying, um, they sat down weekly, they would meet at a coffee shop and Mm -hmm. the two parents and the two step parents would join in. The kids would, you know, go off with grandpa and grandma or whatever. And the four of the the four parents would sit down and like, you know, chat about logistics of the week and who's going to do drop-offs and pickups, but it was also their space if issues were coming up. And so, because yeah. they were, you know, doing it regularly and not avoiding it and they were taking it head on, it just led to such fewer problems for them, you know,
1: hundred percent. And that's the power of communication. And, you know, knowing that each one of us is we're human and we, we have human emotions and we go through, you know, the whole process of life. And it's, if we want something, we have to ensure that we're, we're speaking about it and that we're talking about it and being very clear on what that looks like. And that's, and especially when you're cultivating like a co-parenting relationship because ego and emotion can play a huge role. But when you're co-parenting, if you want a positive co-parenting relationship, like ego's right. gotta go. And emotions, like they're important, but the validation of everybody's emotions is not going to happen. Like if, you, if they play the emotional game in a co-parenting relationship, you're, you both are at a losing battle, right? Because the, the, it's not the emotions, it's not your validation that matters to them. What matters to them is the, the well-being of their child. And that is where two people can meet together and agree on something. And that's what co-parenting is about, is it's not about what happened with, you know, the stepmom and the mom or the dad and the mom. And it's not, that's not what, what the co-parenting relationship is. The co-parenting relationship is parenting your children because yeah. this the biggest thing that I have that, that my parents taught me is they never belittled one another in front of me. And the reason why they did this is because my dad said, You are half your mother and you are also half of me. And if I was to tell you that your mother was doing something wrong or that she was she was any sort of name under the sun, that is also describing who you are. And that's not fair because that's not who you are. Yeah. And that's important for parents to understand is when you're belittling your your kid, like your kid's parent, for example, and you're not agreeing, you are portraying that onto your kids and your kids are
0: believing that to be true as well about themselves. Well, and quite frankly, mm-hmm. your relationship, I'm sorry, the, your children's relationship with the other parent is none of your business. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, and I, I've said that from day one. Everybody's always like... It, 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 there's a history of thing. Oh my gosh. Words. <laughs> there are circumstances that happened when my children are, were little that led to them, to us getting divorced. And I've done an episode about it. Their dad yep. is an alcoholic. And there were some situations that happened. Um, and people always just say, are you ever going to tell the girls what happened? Mm, not unless I have to at all, oh, but you, that you're keeping that secret from them. No, if they ask, I'm gonna be honest with them. Mm-hmm. But that's not my story to tell them. Yes. And me say, you know, me butting in is not like that's not my business. If he, you know, he used to come at me with all these things. And again, like you're saying, like ego was in the way, right? He was yeah. fearful of certain things, and he was afraid that he was gonna lose them. And so he would come at me with, you know calling me names and like belittling me and throwing guilt at me. And like, you're going to turn them against me. And I said, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with them is a thousand percent on you. And if they choose not to have a relationship with you, it's because of your actions, It's not mine. Yes. But it, you know, and it goes the other way. Like as the mom, you have to butt out, like that's between them and their dad, or even like if they're having if they're having struggles with the stepmom, like you support them and you love them, and maybe you help them learn how to communicate, but you know your stepchildren's relationship with you, Kara, is that is just that. It's not her business as long as they're safe. That's your relation. Just like their relationship with their best friend is none of my business. That's their own yeah. personal relationship.
1: Well, and I like that you brought up the relationship piece, and especially regarding that step parenting, like in the co-parenting thing, is that the way that that relationship is cultivated is really none of your business. Like as long as your child is happy and safe and is thriving Mm -hmm. and is doing the things that they want to do, then it is none of your business. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's having that, that knowing respect that the two of you can have these beautiful relationships with these kids and there doesn't have to be any jealousy or any worry or any stress. And, you know, on the topic of like ego and jealousy as well is that as a step parent, I also feel you know, that I'm inferior some days or that I'm lesser than, or that I feel like I have to overcompensate sometimes. Like, I couldn't say that those emotions are not things that I've felt in my lifetime because I have. And like, so a mom is not the only person who is the one who is thinking about like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm jealous. I, you know, Mm -hmm. how is she creating this relationship? Well, so am I. Like I came in later in the game. I didn't get to watch these babies grow up. Mm -hmm. I get to watch them now. And so there's so many memories and so many things that I don't have. And, you know, me and you had talked about this the one day is that I I never, ever wanted to take her spot and I never do. And I never, ever do. But there is definitely a day where I wished, you know, that I got to experience them as babies,
0: that I got to raise
1: them as babies, that I got to be a part of their life when they were that little. And, um, you know, I believe everything is supposed to happen for a reason and a good reason. And, you know, their parents aren't together for a reason. and we're together for a reason and she also is now in a relationship for a reason and you know things happen in ways that we don't always understand and sometimes we're never going to understand them you know the you know and people are in our life for a season a reason or a lifetime yeah and still sometimes we might not ever understand why and it's you know that the whole relationship it's it's such a deep topic because Mm -hmm. there's been such a stigma surrounding you know the co-parenting aspect or the uh the step parenting aspect that there has just been a whole whack load of miscommunication yeah. and you know ego playing its game of saying well i'm better than you are and you're lesser than me and nobody is lesser than nobody is better than we're all just humans on this earth
0: wearing different hats yeah exactly oh, amen amen mm-hmm. Um, I know a piece for me when I was in, so I was in a long-term relationship after I was married and we weren't married, but I had that stepmom role. Yeah. and I know that a piece for me, this, you were just hitting on this just a little bit, but it just triggered this thought in my head is like, I missed out on those memories that the, you know, the, there was three of them. It was just a single child or whatever, but the, the three of them had, and it created like this almost jealousy within me as the stepmom of like oh they got to do that together Mm -hmm. you know and just like you're saying you have to let that go it's that yeah so not what it's about that's they got to have that whatever it was whatever that memory was they got to have that and now you get to have other things and yeah it's just a child identifies their relationship with you every
1: relationship they have they identify differently so there is no need to compare to like, belittle, belittle the relationships or to feel jealous of those relationships because the mom is going to hold these memories that are so dear with, the, with, with her children. Mm -hmm. right? She's going to hold her own memories with her children. She's also going to hold memories like her children are going to hold memories. And it's the same thing with the step parent, you know, a step parent is going to be able to cultivate these beautiful adventures and relationships and the children will then also create their relationship with their step parent. And the thing is here with that relationship is they could have the most incredible relationship with their step parent, and step parent, but they also need some, they don't need permission but they look to their parents, like their biological parents Uh for support in that. And
0: a thousand percent because they pick up on that, right? Like they pick up on the fact that, Ooh, this might be weird. And I shouldn't. And Mm -hmm. the reality is their relationship with a step parent is no different than their relationship with any other family member, with an aunt, with an uncle, with a grandparent. It's just another adult role model in their life. Yep. And the only thing that makes it, weird or awkward or difficult is just exactly what we're talking about, that dynamic between the parents. Yes.
1: And your kids pick up on that.
0: You know, even percent.
1: even my stepchildren. So this, you know, even as this relationship has gotten better and better and better, our kids still sometimes question if what they do and how they do it or what words they're supposed to speak because of their mother's behavior. Sure. And it's... sometimes it actually like breaks my heart that they feel that they have to question themselves because they don't want to disappoint their mom. They don't, they don't want to look bad in those eyes. They don't want to hear that, you know, what they say is wrong or what they feel is wrong. And this is like a big learning lesson to, you know, or something that, you know, a lesson that I would love to just like pass down to other moms and step moms is that your children, your words matter so much to them. Your feelings mm-hmm. matter so much and how you feel and how you present yourself in this world matters so much to them that they will change who they are to ensure that you're happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And w- isn't it what we want is for our kids to also be happy? So it's, 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 if you're in a co-parenting relationship and you're a mom and you, know, you feel like your kids are struggling with that step-parenting relationship is ask yourself, is that because of what I have portrayed onto my kids unintentionally? Right. And it's, and it's asking yourself the questions on how can I help them create these beautiful relationships without feeling like they have to fix my problems. Because they're not here to fix what happened in your relationships. They're not here to make you feel better. They're here because you brought them into this world. And your problems are not theirs. And they're allowed to love. They're allowed to enjoy. They're allowed to adventure and do these things. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that the, the a parent's... how how a parent feels, especially in a co-parenting relationship, and the kids are going back and forth, is that plays a toll on them. And they watch you, and they want to make you feel better, and and it'll change them.
0: And so Mm -hmm. it's important to be mindful of that. And it's not just the words you say. It's the eye rolls. It's Mm -hmm. the size. It's the it's even the ignoring of conversations that might come up, you know, when your kids bring something up and you're like, you, you shut it down because you don't want to go there. They feel and pick up on that so quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I love that we're bringing this up because so just, this
1: actually just happened like two weeks ago and I've always felt very secure in our home and, you know, very happy with the things that we're able to provide these children and, um you know their mom was living with her parents at the time the kids were kind of struggling a little bit and her mom finally got a house with her you know her new her new boyfriend and mm-hmm. there was in internally i had felt this oh like she she's getting something and it, and it wasn't because i didn't want her to have something but i always wanted to ensure that we were like the happy home and the good home and you know i caught myself getting caught up in my ego And the thing is that I I talked to my husband about this right away and he said, you know, we're always going to have a beautiful home, Kara, and you're always going to have a beautiful relationship and it doesn't matter what happens and what they do. And, you know, I said to him, I said, I'm happy for her. Like, I'm genuinely happy that she has this and that the kids are going to have their space. And so that conversation, we then turned and went to our kids and said, we're so happy for you. Like, what is the best thing about this situation, about your mom getting home and living with her boyfriend now that makes you so happy? And we asked them and they both gave us a reason as to why this is like a beautiful for them and a memory for them and like something that's going to change their lives. And that's the conversations that we have with our kids is instead of putting the ego into play, instead of like feeling that jealousy and feeling those things as we acknowledge if we're feeling some way and we flip it and we turn it into positivity for our kids so that they know that we support them and that we're happy for them, that they don't have to, you know, protect our emotions and that they're allowed. Like even my husband, you know, my husband is a great definition of like this whole co-parenting aspect and he has had zero and I mean zero jealousy and zero worry about his relationship with his kids, even though there's another man in, this, in, in his kid's life now. He does not for a second think that his relationship is questionable he's a not for a second he has never made this man feel bad he has never made him feel lesser than he has welcomed him in he has been happy he has had conversations with him he has never even said to him like you know be careful watch over my kids no Mm -hmm. he's just allowed this man to be himself wow and that is like and I'm so proud of my husband for doing that because a lot of people struggle with that but it's you know, I feel like I'm going on a riff here and around. Yeah, no
0: gold. <laughs>
1: I'm letting you go, girl. <laughs> it's beautiful to witness that my husband has been able to do this so beautifully. And he's been able to teach his kids that they don't have to question that relationship with him. And that they get to have a beautiful relationship with him. And his relationship still gets to thrive. And he gets to be the dad. And he gets to be someone who supports his kids and shows them that they can have a multitude of relationships and have an abundance of love.
0: And amen. Cause I, I mean, that's not, that's beautiful. I've seriously like that whole time you're riffing. I have, t- I have goosebumps everywhere. I'm just tingling. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said before, and just like you're saying now, it's just, it's all about letting the kids have the beautiful, abundant life Yeah, with as many amazing humans as they can. Mm-hmm. It and really is. For those of you listening who might please hear us. Yes. If they're in danger in any way, obviously. Yes. Duh. I mean, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I just know because I've seen enough people post things where it's like, well, what if they're in? Da- well, yes, of course. Yes there's logic
1: mind here guys. Yes, of course, <laughs>
0: of course. Yes. But we're, you know, just those underlying, it like the word ego. It's so funny when you brought, said that first, cause that was literally the word that popped into my mind at that exact yeah. same second. It's like, leave your ego at the front door and remember that this is a thousand percent about the kids period. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I just quickly want to touch on that too, yeah. is that there has been, even for, you know, whether it's for moms, whether it's for stepmoms, stepdads, dads, the relationships that you have created or the situations that have gotten to the point that you are now have happened. And there is the power that we have in order to like let go of things that have happened or to let go of, you know, situations that didn't turn out the best possible. And we have that choice. And so everything that I expressed to you guys, everything that I talked about in this episode with Kari is all from a space of love. It is also all from a space of vulnerability for myself because these relationships this relationship that I've had with their mom, has been a trying one, and it has come a long way. And you know, you guys only got the surface yeah. of what has come underneath here. And um, but it's all said with love because I have never in my life ever wished ill upon this woman because I never will, and I never will in my life. And but what I do know is that as a stepmom, and I said this earlier, is that I don't have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. But just as much as, you know, a mom wants respect, so, do, so does a step parent. And I think that's, there's a, there's a gap right now. There's this gap in this who needs to prove what, who needs mm-hmm. to do what, and wh- whose space is where, and why can't both of you thrive? Right. Why can't both of you just love who you are and, and thrive in those relationships? Because right, it's right, possible. Right. Like, it
0: is possible. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, I'm, I mean, you said this is surface, but I think that this is actually the root of it all. I yeah. Mean, it's the surface oh, no. of, I, what I was saying was that- It's like the, the surface, surface of your of, story, for yes, sure. Yes, But it's like the fundamentals and the root of any co-parenting relationship it goes down 100%. to just exactly what, what we're talking about. Like, it's just- Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, my lovely dear, what do you have coming up? Where can they find you? if they want to keep following your beautiful, I just, I love being in your, your Facebook group. I love it.
1: Where <laughs> so can they find you? You can find me hanging out in my Facebook group called the Sacred Mama Co. And I am also, so on Instagram, I'm at the.sacred.mama. And on Facebook, I'm Kara Ray. So please friend me, please come join the community, come and you know, follow me on Instagram, connect with me. If you have followed me from this episode, please tell me so that I can connect with you and we can like carry on the conversation. This is important to me. And yeah. for those of you, I don't know when this is, when is this potentially launching? <laughs>
0: um, probably in a couple weeks, two weeks, I think.
1: Okay. So then it'll be after because the, the thing that we have going on is the summit. It's um, <clears throat> so <are> beautiful. <clears throat> but I guess really in another way to connect with me because the summit will be completed by then is that you can come hang out on the podcast and
0: it's called surprise surprise the sacred mama podcast (laughs) love it love it love it thank you so much for being here and replicating our little conversation because I think it's just so important and you're just so graceful about that relationship you have with her and I just love that so much
1: Thank you very much for you know holding this space and allowing me to come in and share you know my perspective on things. I appreciate it, and yeah. like I said to all the listeners too, I'm you know I say this with so much love. Yeah. Say it with all so much love. All
0: right. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and you're feeling compelled, I would be so honored if you would leave a five-star rating and share this episode. If you share it on social media, you can tag me at Kari Heard. I am sending you all the love and good vibes, and I will see you in the next episode.